I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the, the Squad, Squad Ghouls. Just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things. Hey, Brie. Hey, Sarah. Why did the Scarecrow get a promotion? Why did he? He was outstanding in his field. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. I have a really good one for you, though. Uh, okay, go for it. Okay. Why did the vampire need to get their makeup on fleek? On fleek? I don't know. Because there was a lot at stake. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Oh, no. Yep. It's great. Oh, should we get into our booze news? <laughs> yes, let's get into it. Booze, booze news. Booze news. Sad news. It's very sad news. <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights for both Universal Studios Hollywood and Orlando has been canceled. <sighs> it was only a matter of time. I know. I just was hoping I know they would pull through, but I did too. Um, but as soon as the uh, Tournament of Roses parade got canceled, I'm like, that's it. <laughs> then <laughs> that's like in January. It's New Year's Day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless it's well, on yeah, a... because they have to start like now. Uh huh. Literally, I, like they planning. Did. Okay. They did, and I remember being in. You know how uh, in secondary school when you're trying to get into college and not have to pay for it and not be crippled with student loan debt, you had to join a community service club or five. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones that I belonged to was part of, it was a division of the optimist organization. Oh. Uh, so they have a float in the, the optimist club has its own float in the parade every year. So I actually had to build one for community service one year. And yeah, we started early. Oh boy. Way early. Yeah. I was going to say, I can only imagine mm-hmm. because yeah. And let me tell you, it's, it's less fun <laughs> watching it after you've had to build one. It takes the magic out of it. <laughs> yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah. But they are really pretty. They're gorgeous. Um, but yes, it's it's sad. And with this news, I can imagine that uh, it's probably not going to be long before Knott's cancels uh, Spooky Farm or Scary Farm. Yeah, or not Halloween Scary Farm. Yeah, I, I can imagine that it's not going to be happening this year. Mm. But... I think it's important for our listeners to remember that this does not mean that Halloween is canceled. Yes. I've seen a lot of posts where people are, you know, seeing everything being canceled and they're like, well, I guess Halloween's canceled. No. No. It's not. It lives in the heart of those who believe. I do. Those can, people can say that shit at Christmas time. I can say it for Halloween. I believe. So find other fun, spooky things to do. Do you yes. um, do you like a Zoom pumpkin carving class? Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah. Do Could we do that? Oh, fuck yeah, man. We should. I mean, or like another, because I know we did, I don't think we mentioned this in podcasts before, but we made those. Um, a cloche. The cloche, yes. Not like, not the hat. It's a a glass right, cloche. To be more specific. Yeah. <laughs> um, like so we could do fun, like artsy things like that, making decorations. Yeah, do spooky crafts with your friends via Zoom. Um, if you're feeling brave, do social distance backyard movies. Oh, there we go. Yeah, shout out to um one of our local favorite haunts, Sugar Mint Gallery, who's yes. based in Pasadena. Um, so for those that are native to Southern California, they do a series of pop-up spooky markets in conjunction with the terror market group 
who if you don't follow them on Instagram, you're missing out. Um, and when they're not doing pop-ups, they're a pretty successful art gallery and they do tons and tons and tons of spooky art exhibitions. Yeah. So they just recently did, um, uh, an it, they did, uh, exhibition. It so and good. it was, it was through zoom, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So if you happen to be one of our listeners from the UK, Canada, Brazil, Philippines, Germany, wherever you may listen to us, you don't have to be local to Southern California. You can follow Sugar Mint Gallery on Instagram and you can be part of their uh, virtual exhibitions or you can also purchase art directly from their website. Yes. So make sure you go on their website too and sign up for email reminders. Yeah. Because they're sending all that stuff out. Yeah. And right now with COVID, Sugarman Gallery, if you're local to the Southern California area, um, they're doing backyard movies. So yeah. very similar to Synespia, but obviously not on the large scale of Synespia. Um, they're selling very limited tickets and showing a series of spooky movies. So they just did last night, uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Oh. And yeah, I'm sad that I didn't go, but you know. That would have been a good one. Yeah. Uh, but they're also doing... Um, the Shining on August 1st, which I think this episode, no, it won't air. No. Okay. So you'll still have time to buy your ticket if you're yeah. local. Sorry, I can't calendar. Um, and then I forget what they're doing on Friday night, but they're doing something else on Friday night. So be sure to check them out. And if you're local, buy your tickets now. And exactly. they uh, social distance everybody. So And you can bring your own picnic, bring your own wine or, or you know, whatever white cloth sparkling hard seltzer thing you'd like to drink a truly <laughs> yeah whatever whatever those things are i don't know but yeah do do that stuff and go to a pumpkin patch watch spooky movies yeah. bake spooky cookies decorate this doesn't mean you can't decorate you may not be able to have a halloween party but you can still decorate and do a yard haunt so yes i mean a lot of stores are putting out halloween decorations so uh, Speaking of that, I did go to. I went to. I just out of morbid curiosity, I went to Michael's and Home Goods yesterday. And did they have more stuff out? No, not really. It was just a small amount when I went. It was a small smattering. Yeah. Even the ninety nine cent store had some Day of the Dead stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the one place I haven't gone yet. Yeah, they had a little bit, not not like a ton. But mm-hmm. but speaking of that, um, there are new releases from Spirit Halloween. Ooh la la. So they are telling you Halloween's not canceled. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Some cool things that are somewhat new. They have a whole new section called Trick or Treat Goodies from the movie Trick or Treat. There's even a sexy Sam costume for girls. No. (laughs) No. I knew you would love that. That's why I put that in there. I'm shaking my head and I just rolled my (laughs) eyes so hard I sprained an eyeball. It even has a little sexy lollipop to go with it. (sighs) Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Stop making sexy costumes for I want. I want you to happen. look at it. It's very funny. Hang on. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> but uh, continuing on about Spirit Halloween, um, they also have a new Krampus animatronic from the, the recent movie that came out, uh, I want to say a couple years back. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, the Krampus based from that movie. So I, I, if you sign up for emails for Spirit Halloween, um, they send you little sneak peeks of their animatronics and yes. like the fun stuff that's coming out. So I know you saw that one. I sure did. And I'm, if I can't have a Halloween party, because we do a couple of big parties every year. We do a Halloween party. We do a Christmas party. And that's it. 
But maybe we can make the Christmas party a spooky Christmas party instead. What the yeah, hell is Yeah, did you see it? The, oh. You saw it? Sexy Sam? Uh, why? Did you scroll past it? Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> you should blow it up. This one? Is it this one? <laughs> oh, it sure is. Oh, it's so stupid. I, sorry, listeners. You have to go look at this costume. I feel well, like they just try to make sexy out of anything. We'll I think this year we'll see a lot Instagram of sexy stories. coronavirus uh, costumes. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for somebody that picture to pop up on the internet. I'd rather be a sexy COVID molecule than a sexy Sam. This is I mean, awful. there's going to be that too. It's just... <sighs> okay, well, I want to put out there, I like to make my costumes. Mm-hmm. Last year, I didn't really get a chance to do that. There was a lot that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're busy. Yeah, I actually had a couple funerals go to. Yeah. Um. So I kind of sort of had to phone it in. But you still... I mean, it was okay. But you know, that wasn't me. That was more like, I had the stuff, so I went with that one. But you know me, I always make my costume. Because I feel like some of the costumes that come out, they're just like little, you know, nylon or, I mean, whatever the material. They're just cheap and they rip and... They're really cheap garbage. And that's exactly what that costume looks like. I mean, if I'm going to dress up as Sam, I'm going to dress up as Sam. And I'm not going to pay that much like sorry no shade spirit halloween but to make them that expensive for that little material i mean come on yeah come on yeah i mean i can pay less and go on what what is that that website aliexpress well aliexpress but there's there's that Asos. other one um wish <laughs> i'm naming off everything that sells. it's the one that cardi b oh, fashion nova fashion nova <laughs> They got sexy stuff and it's cheap. As soon as you said Cardi B, that's why. Yeah, so you know that's where I get it. (laughs) But anyway, but other than that, go check out Spirit Halloween. They got all the great decorations for you to order now, Mm -hmm. actually. And in other news, Art the Clown is back in Terrifier 2. Ooh, it's got a a creepy uh, trailer if you didn't watch it yet. Did you watch? I think I told you to watch Terrifier. Did you ever watch it? I did. I... mm, not, you know how i feel about clowns <laughs> well one i know how you feel about clowns two i i liked it until um the girl got sawed in half yeah i i, I like truthfully, i know how I you feel about gore it's just a little much for me you know i'm i'm it doesn't bother me i know and it, which you, is probably odd i don't know and um <laughs> i'm so sad i was i was pre-med in school when i was in undergrad oh so this that should be nothing for you it's weird okay so at some point and i remember when it happened something and for somebody who has dissected so many things in college Mm -hmm. and for someone who's not freaked out usually by blood and stuff like i removed jared's mom's stitches when she had her and one of the many times she cut her finger open and then covid happened and she couldn't get into um oh boy it was gonna be forever for her to get back in there to cut her (laughs) stitches so i just did it for her like I, so that kind of stuff for the most part doesn't bother me but i remember being like i think i was 20 years old and i saw the the texas chainsaw massacre one the, the quote unquote the beginning the one that had i think jordana brewster was oh, in it yes and watching that when her boyfriend got sawed in half with the chainsaw on the table that's i had to turn it off and i went you know what i can't do this anymore it's too it's too too realistic and too much it just when it's in a movie it doesn't bother me i'm sure if i like saw a real person get sawed in half i'd probably faint but that's what's hard for me is as much as i love horror at some point 
the gore factor became too real. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's that I went too far down the true crime rabbit hole and I just kind of ruined myself. Maybe. But so much of that stuff that happens in real life just like broke me. And I can't watch, I can't watch a lot of gory horror movies anymore. Mm. And I used to love them. Oh, makes sense. And I used to think it was hilarious. But Terrifier kind of pushed me over the edge a little bit. Yeah. But for those that disagree, which is all good, totally fine. Do you enjoy it? Um, Terrifier 2 is coming out. Yes. (laughs) Watch art, saw some more people in half. Yay. And enjoy it. Like a bad magician. (laughs) 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 Sorry. <laughs> I'm funny sometimes. Oh <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> um Netflix picked up a short uh Reddit horror story. Uh my wife and I bought a ranch. I had to look this up because I never read the story. <laughs> Did you? No. I try to go on Reddit every now and then. I'm not I still feel like I'm not hip with the kids yet. So, bro, you got a TikTok account. Okay, but I only do that to watch other people's stuff. <laughs> I don't really actually make videos. I almost, I almost uh, made a TikTok to watch Twisted Pennywise when you told me about Twisted Pennywise, and then I realized that he has he's an Instagram, on Instagram, and yeah. then I didn't have to. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He's the only. I mean, he's one of the reasons why I have a TikTok account, just because he's cool. And also, listeners, if you guys like Pennywise. Please follow Twisted Pennywise. He's really cool. Does a really good Hilarious. job with the makeup. And he, he does pretty good with the laugh and the voice, too. He's so funny. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> so, yes. Netflix picked up this uh, short uh, horror story. And um, a Deadline uh, had the details. Um, the story involves a couple, Harry and Sasha, uh, who find their dream house on a ranch in Idaho. It already sounds bad. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Uh, and then uh, he's a soldier getting back to life and they they bid what they can, which is like super lowball offer. Um, they get the ranch, but find they are not alone. It's always like that. Mm-hmm. And if it's an old ranch, of course, there's... It's always haunted. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, and they soon meet their neighbors who inform them that there is a, you know, evil spirit in the valley. One that manifests itself by coming to the house in the same manner at the start of each season. Oh, fun. It's like all year round. Great. Um, (laughs) And then I guess there's just like, you know, certain steps that they have to follow to keep the spirit out of their house. And, you know, it gets a little crazy. And I mean, I'm all about interesting. I'm all about quarterly ghost visits. (laughs) So (laughs) at least you at least you have it on the calendar, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah, man. (laughs) So some some new stuff coming out. I mean, Again, Halloween's not canceled. We just got to do it in a different way. That's all. Indeed. (laughs) Should we get into our creators of color? Yes. I found some pretty cool people. Um, I cannot pronounce this one. It's C-A-T-E. I'm sorry. It's spelled C-I-A-Y-E-T-T-E-A. C-I-T? Oh, I don't know how it's pronounced. That's just how it's spelled okay. for our listeners that want to look Yeah, it. but I saw it because I went on their website. They have some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, they have really cute uh, things for like a nice relaxing spa day. Um, cruelty-free bath bombs, bar soaps, and jelly soaps. I'm all about the bougie soaps. Me 
too. Um, they have some fun uh, bath bomb shapes like cat paws and oh, skulls. Um, they even in the past had um, some uh, Pokemon and Animal Crossing collections for those who like that. Um, and it even offers a special 18 plus section where you can purchase adult themed bath products. Hey now. That's pretty cool. I'm all about it. <laughs> um, also, if you're super into uh, dark, thick eyelashes and black lips, please check out Black Widow Beauty. Um, they have tons of fake eyelash sets, and they arrive in their own coffin-shaped case. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm looking them up now. Oh, uh, they're so cute. You know I want all of them. <laughs> Um, yeah, the founder, Paris Monet, uh, created the whole eye and lip collection inspired by Ed- Edgar Allan Poe. Aww. She's currently out, but she said that she's going to be restocking soon. So definitely go check out her website. Um, also, I found a bathroom cult. You see, there's the theme here. <laughs> <laughs> also makes darkly inspired soap and self-care for witches and goths. Ooh. like people like us and <laughs> um and you can find uh soap in the shape of a headstone um as well as they have uh she has uh, darkly colored artisan soaps named sticks and death at sea and there's some cute little bath bombs with the moon the sun or like a little lamb um but she also has some fun stickers so 100 percent that witch or not today satan my like favorite <laughs> line ever <laughs> thank you bianca del rio yes thank you we love you <laughs> hope you're listening and if you are <laughs> and if you are we want to come visit you in palm springs tell us where you live yes. that sounded way creepy but i don't regret it <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we swear we're not stalking you we just think you're awesome and we know you live in Palm Springs and we're there all the time. Yeah. I mean, well, it's not like she doesn't post it on her Instagram. So mm-hmm. it's like. You did this to yourself, Bianca. It, yeah. It's just a little known. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but please check them out and uh, make some purchases today for your lovely bath time or yeah, yeah. makeup time. <laughs> uh, so this week we are going to get into the the creepy and the dark and the spooky of disney oh yeah who would have thought yep so for those uh <laughs> and and i think regardless of where you listen to us you the likelihood of you having visited a disney park is probably very very high mm-hmm. whether it is one of the parks in asia or disneyland paris or um you know, the one out here in our backyard, the original Disneyland in California Adventure, as well as uh, the parks in Florida, the full resort. So we thought it would be fun to do an episode that discusses some of the uh, more macabre things that have Which happened. is kind of fun because I always try to look for that when I go to Disneyland. <laughs> right. Uh, and then also we're going to talk about uh, some of the ghosts that haunt Ooh. the various parks. Boy, spooky. I've only saw one video, but I'll get into that later. But. <laughs> I've seen lots of lots of the Disney kitties, but I have not yes. seen a ghost. I mean, I would like to see one. A ghost or a kitty? But, okay, you know what? <laughs> I have seen a Disney kitty, so I think I would like to see a ghost now. We've seen a few. You know, I think the most common area that I've seen them meandering is um, Tom Sawyer's Island. I oh. think. 
because I've seen. I've never seen one there. I've seen one on the Jungle Cruise. Yes, seen lots of them on the Jungle Cruise. And then Indiana Jones. It actually, okay, this is the first time that I actually like, it wasn't a haunted house and I jumped at Disneyland Mm -hmm. because, (laughs) you know, where you exit Indiana Jones and it's kind of like on the side of Jungle Cruise. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the rock that's right there, the cat jumped down as I'm walking out. What? And I screamed because <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I mean, I would until it jumped. Out. Like, I I would have screamed too, but I've been like, oh, meow meow. Yeah, I mean, I was like that after, but like I'm like, you know, you hear about these crazy big ass spiders in the trees. So in my mind, that's what's jumping in front of me. But it wasn't. It was a cat, Isn't and it was very nice. It let me pet him. It's a little meow meow. And even though I know we're not supposed to. I know you're not supposed to pet them, but... but sorry, Disney. I'm going to pet the cat. Uh, they and for, for, <laughs> for those that may not know, um, Disneyland is actually home to a couple hundred feral cats. Um, and they're all spayed and neutered. They're all fixed. But they, you know, Disneyland just has all of these kitty cats that they have feeding stations for around the park. I think there's five feeding stations between the two parks. Oh. But they let them out at night to help control the rodent population. Yes. I imagine there's a lot. Mm-hmm. And then, Especially by the Jungle Cruise. Well, and then there was one when um, Daniela, who's been on the podcast a couple times, got married at Disneyland. And right before we were supposed to walk. I remember. Remember my little kitty cat friend that I made? Um, and right right before the bridal party was supposed to walk and we were getting ready to line up, uh, we were leaving uh, our tower at the hotel. And there's a little kitty cat there that I made friends with. And then the next morning <laughs> I went to, while Jared was still sleeping, I went to the Starbucks to pick up a breakfast sandwich and a coffee. And on my way back, uh, the same kitty was in the same spot. So I stopped and shared my breakfast sandwich with him. Aww. He's real cute. Yeah, you're also not supposed to do that either. No, you're not supposed, you're not supposed <laughs> to but, feed them, but. but. But truthfully, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> I mean, Cause you're not even supposed to pet them. No, I saw some. I saw kittens in the parking lot once, <gasps> and trust me, I was doing everything in my power to not put these kittens in my car. <laughs> we we have a rule in this house. Yep. If I I cannot freely seek out new kitties like from the animal shelter, but if I happen to find a kitty, I can keep it, and that's how we got Felix, and uh-huh. then. You know, $5,000 in surgeries later because apparently he didn't run away from me because he got hit by a car. (laughs) Well, that's why I wanted to save them. They shouldn't be in the parking lot. No, it's so dangerous. I mean, I know they have a job. They do. They're, wor- they're working kitties. In the parking lot. It's like service dogs. You're not supposed to pet them because they're working in there. The Disney kitties are service kitties. No. But I still pet them anyway. Me too. But anyway, back to back to ghosts. Yes. <laughs> That's going to be on the next episode where we talk about the Disney cats. <laughs> oh. We're going to name them all. Um. So let's talk about um, the very... So, well, a couple, couple things. Uh, I did, and I know Bree did as well, we both did a ton of research around the internet, around... Um, the various incidents that happened mm-hmm. and some of these ghosts that we're going to talk about are actually the ghosts of people that died at the park and there some of these stories were actually written by cast members so sometimes we may kind of you know directly quote some things that cast members have said yes um on some of the various forums so the first one that I found is the ghost of a woman named or lovingly known as Dolly oh but her actual name is Regina Young. 
Huh. So for okay. Dolly, uh, this cast member talks about uh, in 1984, Regina Young, who is also known as Dolly, fell from her seat while she was riding the Matterhorn at Ugh. Disneyland. Um, she was killed when she was struck by another oncoming bobsled. And from what, what I think happened, she was actually decapitated. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, her seatbelt was unbuckled, and nobody really knows why she undid it, um, whether it came apart on its own or whether she undid it herself. But we were talking about this while we were eating our delicious pumpkin nut pancakes for Yum. breakfast. Yep. Um, for those that have either never been to Disneyland California or for those who have not been in a very long time, um, or, or I'm sorry, not who have not been for a very long time, but those who haven't been... Um, before the trains were changed out, before mm-hmm. each of the bobsled trains were actually uh, But they redone. said they're supposed to be more comfortable? Yeah, exactly. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to get beat up less. Um, the way that the original bobsleds were designed was they fit a couple of people in each seat. So one person would sit down and then another person would essentially be sitting on their lap. So the person who was the lap sitter would have a seatbelt that was essentially the equivalent of a car seat belt just a little baby lap belt that you plugged in i remember in. that now yeah and then the person in the back had another seat belt that was a lot bigger that went around the both of yous same uh-huh. thing and was like a car seat belt so those did not lock that's right you could actually unbuckle them and get out should you choose to um <laughs> But clearly, that's not a good choice. Exactly. <laughs> now, in, in recent years, and it actually was very recently when they just redid the bobsleds. I'm sure it wasn't within the last five or six years. Yeah. Because um, I remember going with Jared when I would have to sit on his lap. And then sometimes he would sit on mine. We'd change it up to try to be as comfortable as possible. Um, now they have the seatbelts that obviously go to the side. They lock. Right. So now you have to wait until you're actually stopped at the station to get out. Um, but you, they didn't used to be that way. So It's crazy that they weren't. But... Anyway. I know. Like, how long did that get to go? Yeah, until you mentioned it, I, I just thought they always locked. But also, I'm not going to take off my seatbelt unless mm. somebody tells me to. No. Um, so now Dolly hunts the Matterhorn. Um, and some people say that they've seen her. One cast member um, who worked on the ride for several years said that they never saw her, but they felt a presence. Um, and after the ride closes for the day... The two people apparently have to walk the track to make sure there's not a bunch of garbage that's fallen out. One on each side of the mountain because there's two tracks for right. the Matterhorn. Right. They walk the track um, and then they start at the bottom, work their way to the top. Uh, it's done and they, like I said, they look for lost and found items and there have been a few times when people have said that they felt like someone was watching them um, and this particular cast member was always convinced that it was Dolly so he would often say hello to her and the feeling was always the worst when they're in the big cavern in the middle of the ride and there's actually that in the middle part of the ride where there's that big dip. That's the spot that she fell out and was hit by the other train. Um, so that's oh now, God. yeah. So that's now known as Dolly's Dip. Ooh. And uh, the work lights in the tunnel always seem to be burned out. Creepily enough. Okay, now I mean, COVID pending. Obviously, now I'm really going to start paying attention to these <laughs> things. Yeah, and because <laughs> most of the time I'm worried about how my butt is going to feel when I get off this ride. Dude, I. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad because I love the Matterhorn so much, and it's one of my favorite rides in the park. However, um, now that I'm, I'm not old, but now that I'm getting a little older, 
things yeah. are starting to hurt more. Yep. Like when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> or like when you bend down and you get back up and all you hear is a bunch of cracking. Yeah, and then you just start twitching like a dead bug because mm-hmm. your back's a mess. Yep. Um, <laughs> That's what it feels like getting off the Matterhorn. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty Exactly. Exactly. Um, so this particular track mem- or cast member had said that in the six years that he worked on the ride, he never saw those lights in that hall working. Hmm. Um, said that he hated running the track at the end of a shift. And usually he tried to get someone else to do it for him. Um, and uh, these days cast members claim to have felt like somebody was watching them, um, which is also incredibly creepy. If it's not just this one cast member, apparently this is, a common feeling amongst each of them. Mm. Well, I mean, it is kind of creepy mm-hmm. in the dark spots. I mean, it's not a scary ride. I mean, of course, the, you know, the, um, the snowman, the bottomless snowman comes out and, mm-hmm. you know, it attacks in certain parts, but. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and this, the story that this one cast member gave is that Dolly was riding alone in the back seat of the train and there was a child that was alone in the front seat in the middle of the ride. Nobody knows why that's when she unbuckled herself and so, you know, supposedly to help the kid in front of her. And when she stood up, she hit her head on the bridge, oh right God. with that. You, you know the dip that I'm I know what about, you're talking right? about, and that's my head just hurt. Because, yeah, yeah. So she knocked her head and then got knocked onto the other track. And then when the other sled came, they mm. and apparently, oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if this is true or not, but the urban legend is that they had to dismantle the track to dislodge her body. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And that is the ghost of Dolly on the Matterhorn. And now for those of you that visit Disneyland, the next time you are on that side of the track, look out for Dolly's dip. Great. Yeah. And I know exactly the part you're talking about too. That's what's crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Now, instead of paying attention to all the other stuff going on (laughs) with my body, when I'm on the ride, I'm going to try to look out for Dolly, especially because that's like, my derby name so oh yeah i check that out <laughs> watch out for your peeps well i mean for those of you that are pretty big disney buffs then you already know and probably heard about the ghost of walt disney walking the park at night mm-hmm. i know i have mm-hmm. i've actually seen video mm-hmm. which we will post i mean just so you guys can see it because it is pretty creepy. It's a security footage. Um, you can find it on YouTube. Um, and it's just him walking from uh, New Orleans Square. Like from Haunted Mansion, then New Orleans Square. And then for some reason, the ghost just runs out into the rivers of America. Creepy. And then disappears. You see like a little light flash. Creepy. It's really creepy. <laughs> But we'll post that on our Instagram so you guys can see that because it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty creepy. But anyway, but um, for those of you who didn't know, um, so there is an apartment right above the firehouse on Main Street at Disneyland. And um, during construction of the park, um, which began July 16th, 1954, uh, with the opening day following just a year later on July 17th, 
1955, which they just had a birthday. Happy 65. Happy 65th, Disney. <laughs> you can um, collect Social Security now. Yeah. Send them their AARP card. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, but Walt Disney uh, wanted a place to stay on the property. He didn't want anything too big, but just something, you know, that was com- convenient for him so he can you know, kind of watch the dream come to life and kind of oversee things. Um, So they built a little apartment above the firehouse there. Um, So as a tribute to him, they um, always leave the, um, there's like a little lantern in the window and they always leave um, the light on for him as, you know, just like a little tribute for him. Um, And you can also... um, tour the apartment now um when you take the behind the scenes which i'm hoping i get to do when they open back up because i I mean i I go there you know quite often and sometimes i want to take those tours just to learn a little bit more even though we're now talking about all the extra stuff but um but um it was said by a cast member looking after the apartment they tried to turn the light off before leaving However, when she came back later, the light had turned on again. Um, And then, according to another version, she actually left the building and noticed the light was on upstairs and then went back to turn it off and then went back downstairs and then noticed it on again. And then she even unplugged the lamp only to find she went downstairs again and it was on. Yeek! Yeah. That's creepy. Stop so, messing with my I don't know. Baby. Maybe it's saying that, hey, like Walt's like, hey, I'm hanging out in my apartment. Can you stop touching my stuff? Por favor. <laughs> I'm trying to work here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also some other um, kind of dark Walt Disney tales. I was kind of going, trying to dive in a little bit into his life because, you know, we hear different things about him so i'm gonna just he's not the wonderful tom hanks that you saw in saving mr banks he's not that nice there there's a little bit of darkness to walt disney's life i'm just gonna mention a couple things um so it is it is said that he had a really tough childhood um with like a really strict father who was pretty much almost like borderline abusive to him so i think a lot of that anger probably comes from that. Um, also, it said that Walt Disney's birth certificate also seems suspicious. Um, it listed him um, as being 10 years older than he thought he was. Uh, what? Make, yeah, and making him think that he was an Ill- Ill- illegitimate child. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. And this led um, Disney to feature tough child-parent relationships in his work a lot. One of them that kind of stands out is the parents and Peter Pan. Yeah. And I was like, that makes so much sense. And now mm-hmm. I got to go back and watch that or just watch, you know, just watch a bunch of, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's also known that Disney was known as a street angel, but a house devil. Ooh. Yeah. Um, news of his wife's pregnancy drove him to have, uh, you know, a breakdown eight years into his marriage um, he became a heavy drinker, a chain smoker, 60 cigarettes a day. What? That's a lot. Is that true? I mean, I think they might have exaggerated that a little bit. I feel like that's not Because I feel like he would have died a lot earlier. <laughs> but then again, I mean, I don't know. 
back then cigarettes did they have that much junk in them uh, i mean yeah. tobacco is but i mean see i don't smoke so i, I don't know <laughs> i don't I smoke mean... cigarettes <laughs> but they had the non the non-filter cigarettes back then so that's less junk maybe I... don't quote me on that I, again i don't smoke cigarettes I mean, I'm not but saying But still, it's, 60 cigarettes a day is a lot. I'm not saying it's... <laughs> that's three packs a day. Oh. I wow. mean... Yeah. Well, I, okay, so maybe he did, like, what my grandma did, because my grandma was a terrible chain smoker, so was my grandfather, because, I mean, in, in between the 20s and the 80s, that's just what you did. I mean, yeah. even, even when we were kids in the 80s and the 90s, everybody still smoked. Nobody yeah. stopped smoking until the It was, the like, the cool thing. Yeah. Maybe he was just smoking like half and throwing it away. Well, exactly. That's what my grandma did. My grandma would smoke, she would light a cigarette, she'd smoke a good chunk of it, and then she would go to the kitchen to cook something or she would get distracted and then the rest of it would burn out. So maybe that's how he went through them. Maybe that's how they... I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible, but... Well, but he also had a lot of nervous breakdowns and he obsessively washed his hands a lot. Pulled a Howard Hughes. Yeah. But also, I mean... If everybody just listened to Walt Disney. And obsessively wash your hands and stop <laughs> touching your face. Small PSA. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> and then also there's a lot of history with um, Walt Disney not quite getting along with any of the workers. Uh, especially when it came to super low wages. I don't know if you've heard this, but I've heard this before. I have indeed. Um, animators uh, went on strike in 1941. Um, they also wanted to join the uh, Screen Cartoonist Guild, but Disney blocked his workers from unionizing and even fired his pro-union animators. It's really sad. Um, the strike lasted nine weeks, and this apparently led Disney to uh, call out workers as communists as part of his involvement with the Motion Picture Alliance. I mean, I understand that a lot of people are not pro-union. However, if companies kept their workplaces safe mm-hmm. and paid their employees a living wage, mm-hmm. you wouldn't need unions. Yeah, and I mean, there's also stories, and I don't know how much they're how much of them are true but even workers today still complain about low wages well yeah there was just a strike what was it last year oh yeah that's right i think that there was a park strike last year so i mean apparently it's still an issue well because it's but i feel like i mean i don't know like i said i don't know how that all works there but well, I mean, those not... people that work there, they work very hard. Yeah, they do. They're wearing all those clothes in the dead heat of the summer. I mean, not right now, clearly, because we're closed. But usually when it's open and it's god-awful hot there, I mean, you got those ladies in the petticoats and... <laughs> like well and their their break room spaces and this is why um because disneyland was supposed to and i know that um florida the the florida resorts now reopen but the disneyland workers in california went on strike yep. when they were going to reopen because the break room spaces that those folks have on the rides are so small Ugh. they're not well ventilated i would think that their break 
room is outside of the ride. There are some outside, but like the little... But I guess maybe they don't have enough time. Yeah. Okay. Like the little the little quick, you know, 10, mm-hmm. 15 minutes, I need a drink of water, I need oh, to right. use, you know, relieve myself, whatever it may be. That makes sense. Yeah, they're really, really small. They're not well ventilated. So when Disneyland California was going to open back up, the workers freaked out, and I do not blame them. Yeah, one bit. I don't either because I don't. Honestly, I disagree with Disney World being open. Hundred percent. I disagree with Shanghai Disney being open. Hong Kong shut down again, right? Was it Hong Kong that had to shut yeah, back down? Yeah, and somehow Disneyland's still open. Is it? The Hong Kong Resort shut down. Oh, oh, the Hong Kong. You know, I'm sorry. Shanghai. I think <laughs> Shanghai two different is cities. Still open. Sorry, <laughs> but but yeah, it's yeah. It's bad. But I remember the workers strike. It was either last year or the year before. And it was the same thing. And, you know, I'm sorry. How much money, how many millions, tens of millions of dollars a year did Bob Iger make when he was the CEO? (laughs) Like, I mean, come on. How many boats do you need to buy? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, they keep (sighs) my one pet peeve. And I know it's because they're just bringing new stuff and whatever. They have to you know, put money towards all that. I get it. But I just feel like Disney makes a lot of money. <laughs> well, and, and I, I 100% agree with reinvesting funds into research and development yes. into ima- quote unquote imagineering all that business. 100% support it. However, when you're furloughing your workers and not paying them during a pandemic, mm-hmm. but your CEO and all of your board members are still collecting all of their bonuses, yeah. check yourself. There's a fucking problem. Pardon my German. But there's there's a problem. I agree. I mean, so it it seems like even, you know, at the beginning when Disney started this, it's still continuing. Yep. Which is crazy to me because I just, I feel like some person that's really good with money needs to come in there and just kind of start them from scratch since they're closed. And like, this is how we need to structure this Mm -hmm. because employees need to, be paid better they are the ones that are out there running these rides dealing you know with all dealing with all the karens (laughs) there are too many there um (laughs) (laughs) but i mean like they're the ones that are really working hard to make this an enjoyable experience for guests that come to the park Mm -hmm. they need to be paid well yes agreed. agreed i mean i i had a dream of working there and then when i found out how much people get paid i was like nope <laughs> well and i'm I, but maybe it's, not, it's it maybe it's changed since then but nope, it hasn't and yeah and i mean if you look at i can't speak for florida because i don't live there but knowing how expensive orange county is here mm-hmm. in southern california yeah just to live it's I mean, it's one of the most expensive counties in california to live in it's horribly expensive yeah. so you can pay your people a decent salary so that they can actually afford to support themselves. Yeah, it's just a Walt. Let <sighs> we can be better. We can. <laughs> um and okay, so also I don't know if this is true, but I read a lot of stories that Walt Disney feel like feels like he killed his mother. I this I haven't heard. Okay, that's why I said I don't know how much is true, but I've read multiple stories online. So Listeners out there, correct me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> um, uh, basically Disney, he bought his parents a nice house once, you know, he, you know, found his his success. That was a nice gesture. Yeah. Um, but um, when the furnace broke, Disney sent some employees to fix it. 
Um, However, they were inexperienced workers and they caused a gas leak, which led to his mother's death because Disney is also known to be extremely cheap. Well, hence why he thinks he killed his mother. That's sad. Yeah. I wouldn't want that on me. No, me neither. (laughs) I would send an experienced person who knows what they're doing. (laughs) Um, But also there's, you know, the very famous rumor um, that Walt Disney uh, was racist. Yep. Yeah. And also allegations of anti-Semitism. Well, you remember the, uh, the burning menorah that was in the yep. scene of Pirates of the Caribbean. And that was also just recently taken mm-hmm. out over the last few years. Yeah. You know, I almost forgot about that. But now that you mentioned it, <laughs> I remember mm-hmm. that. Um, I mean, but there's also like offensive stereotypes. It can be fine, uh, found in films like Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Um, let's not forget Dumbo, the Black Crows. I mean. Yeah. Although the one in <laughs> Fantasia... I think was taken out because I don't ever. So it, it was a scene with the centaurs. Yes. So and and it was a black centaur. It, it was a black centaur that was going yep. around and having to pretty up and serve all of the other centaurs. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her I don't ever rem- being in there. I don't remember it either. But I th- also, I mean, I think it I got don't cleaned think, up. I think when we probably saw it, they probably took it out. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, and then there's, you know, the infamous uh, Song of the South. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is getting a makeover for Splash Mountain. <laughs> yeah, if you guys didn't hear about that, Splash Mountain is being changed into the Princess Frog. And before anybody freaks out about <laughs> changing history and all these other things... It's not like the log ride known as Splash Mountain was initially like thought up and imagineered to <laughs> Everybody be Song has of the a South. log ride. <laughs> Water rides have existed forever and also fun fact, most of the animatronics were recycled from the former attraction America Sings. Yep. So and, calm down. And also Disney doesn't even want to acknowledge that Song of the South happened. So why is everybody upset that we're changing it? I'm not. I- I'm not. I'm happy. Like about time. Finally, Tiana gets some freaking attention. Right? Because I'm tired of just seeing her <laughs> sauntering around New Orleans Square. Give her a ride, please. Yeah. And like Dr. Facilier, like hanging out in creepy dark spaces. Right. <laughs> At least now he'll be on a ride. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what they do with it and granted honestly truth okay i'm sorry i'm getting so far off of ghosts to disneyland no it's okay i like this though (laughs) i wish that for princess and the frog i had much higher hopes i wish that they wouldn't have made it as tropey as they did i wish they wouldn't have gone the easy route with the new orleans and voodoo and blah 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 and just Mm -hmm. stereotyping that uh, you know, if there's black people in Louisiana that they obviously are going to be practicing voodoo. Like, no, did we have to go there? I, right. I wish that we wouldn't have. I wish that they would have been. Do- they could have just done witchcraft. I mean, there's that in New Orleans, too. Well, and she could have been. She didn't have to be from New Orleans, either. She could have been yeah. from Baltimore. Like, yeah, that's she, true. Like, she could have been from anywhere. I think they were trying to do the whole, like, Southern thing. I know. It just, I wish. I get it. I wish that they would have given her a, 
the story that she deserved. Right. I mean, I know we're segueing off too much, but <laughs> when Princess Frog first came out, I was actually slightly disappointed because I feel like the songs could have been better. Mm-hmm. The story may, maybe a little bit better, but I just feel like she didn't get enough attention. Like all the these fact. other, like now she's, you know, getting the hype again. Mm-hmm. But I feel like her being the first African-American princess. They didn't do enough to. They didn't do enough for her. No, they didn't do enough. To and I'm not trying it. to like, you know, say because I'm African-American and I feel like she's not represented enough. But, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, you're right. You're, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. You're right. I'm not trying to, you know, toot my own horn or anything, but. No, but we're looking at, we're looking at the history of, of racism with mm-hmm. and, and anti-Semitism that Disney himself was, you know, practicing and living by. Um, so I think it only makes sense to talk about it. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad that she's at least getting a ride. I just, I, I wanted more from that story. Me too. And I heard they're kind of like, not, they're trying to make a new story. So like the continuation of her okay. life from the end of the movie. Supposedly. They might change it. I don't know. I feel like they can still fit the movie story in there and put the, you know, the good songs in there, which weren't very many. (laughs) But, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully. I mean, when they first announced that it was going to be Moana, I was like, hmm. When did that come out? It was like before they announced. It was just like they were throwing out ideas. Oh. And they were like, oh, we're thinking about Moana because it's water and all that and i'm like mm. i mean that could be cool but it also doesn't fit in in critter country yeah it doesn't fit no yeah yeah dislike yeah so i'm kind of glad they didn't do that but i mean a moana ride would be cool it would be neat. somewhere else because i like i mean i like that movie i did too <laughs> anyway back to the ghosts <laughs> that's all i have for disney <laughs> Um, well, the, the next ghost that I want to talk about, and there's actually, uh, we're going to talk about the two haunted mansions. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm going to talk about California, and then Bree's going to talk about Florida. So there's the ghost of a little, and both of these actually are the ghosts of little boys. Which is really interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so the first one is the the little boy that haunts the haunted mansion in, in California, New Orleans Square. So... Uh, there's a legend that this little boy died tragically very young and his mother spread his ashes in the haunted mansion oh, great. without getting the park's permission, which, duh, <sighs> Disney's not going to give you permission to dump the ashes I of mean, your dead child. Why? Well, so this isn't actually the first, this is yeah. not the first instance oh, I've I heard did, of this. I did read this. I could hear a lot of people do this. I, I have heard rumors that a lot of people dumped dump the ashes of their loved ones all around the park and particularly on Haunted Mansion. Come on, you guys. Please know, if you dump your loved one's remains on a ride, they are going to get swept up and thrown in the garbage. Don't do it. But also, like, even, like, not knowing that they're going to sweep it up and throw it in the garbage, just don't do it. Just don't do it. That's really gross. Can you imagine all the people that are breathing that in? Well, because, okay, yeah. One, with the fans on? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> one, one, it's not sanitary. Yeah. Two, it's illegal. Three, your loved one's just going to get thrown in the garbage. Please don't. Yeah. 
Please don't inter them somewhere properly. Spread them somewhere where you have permission. Don't dump them on a ride. So anyway, I digress. This mother dumped her little boy's ashes in the haunted mansion. And ever since, he's allegedly been heard periodically crying for his mom at the end of the ride. Uh, and he's also apparently been spotted at Pirates of the Caribbean. And that's actually, it's not right next door. Like there's a little bit of, of walkway and path and some right. gift shops and stuff. Um, but he's also been spotted in that area too. And for what, just for what it's worth, Disney's official stance on ash, ash scattering is that it doesn't happen in the park at all. Like the yeah, ash or whatever. Yeah. It just shouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. But the LA Times published a story in 2007 that people ask from time to time and they're actually, they're always told no. Um, and it's also worth noting that alleged ash scattering is connected to a wide variety of urban legends across other parks and rides. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the uh, Florida edition, uh, another little boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, someone who uh, posted in the uh, Walt Disney World Magic Forum in 2004 wrote that they allegedly took uh, the photo scene in uh, the tweet um, where someone was writing uh, the man. Um, the Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World in Florida. Um, and they say, as you'll see in the photo after clicking the link, it appears as though a child is peeking his head out of the doom buggy and looking directly at me. That's spooky. Mm-hmm. Stop dropping your ashes, people. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not right. <laughs> um, not only was he there when I took the picture, he wasn't a child... Uh, of this age within, you know, 20 people in front of me in line, as you can see, he's only a few doom buggies in front of me. Not only that, what he's doing, looking at me, there's no flash and no visible light coming from me. It's all infrared and invisible to the naked eye. Creepy. No, thank you. Nope. People, stop dropping your ashes on the Haunted Mansion. Yep. And, like, yeah, seriously. (laughs) Yep. I mean, it's already haunted enough by itself. Yep. <laughs> like we don't, we don't need to add to it. Nope. <laughs> Jeez. Nope. And um, moving over to another. This one's really, really sad. Yeah. Um. So this is the ghost of Debbie Stone, and she was a cast member that was very tragically killed in 1974 in the park. Oh. So, in, in 1974, 18-year-old Deborah Stone was crushed to death while working as a hostess on the America Sings attraction at Disneyland. I've heard about this. So, for those that don't know, this was also the Carousel of Progress. It was Interventions. I liked Interventions. I liked Interventions, too. It was fun. I didn't touch anything because even before Rona, I'm always terrified of germs. So, I didn't touch anything, but it was neat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now it's the Star Wars launch bay. Um, but previously it was America Sings, so it's that big, huge carousel that rotates around while you're on it. And on the evening of July 8th, she was caught between the rotating theater wall and the stationary stage wall, and she was crushed to death. Oh my so after that, a safety light was subsequently put in, which warned the attraction's operator when people got too close to that dangerous spot where the walls are rotating. And additionally, the stationary walls were later replaced with breakaway walls so the building that that recently housed interventions 
closed in 2016 for a while. And now it's like we said, it's the star Wars launch bay because Disney paid George Lucas an awful lot of money for the star sure Wars franchise. And they got to, they got to make that money back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as is often the case when a lot of these, these tragedies occur, people make up ghost stories for it. So in this case, Debbie is less of a ghost and she's more of a guardian angel. Okay. So it's said that a lot of cast members that are working the attraction would hear a voice that would say, be careful if they got too close to the walls. Oh, that's creepy. That is really creepy. Um, and then there's actually another ghost that haunts this same building. And when we talk about, um, some of the the different accidents that have occurred at Disneyland. We'll talk about this one as well. So for those that didn't know, there was an attraction. It's where the rocket rods are now, or oh. the artist formerly known as rocket rods, mm-hmm. which were put in when Tomorrowland was redone. Yes. And they were open for like a minute, but they never worked. So oh, yeah, I think I went on that one time. And did it break down while you were on it? Yep. Yep, sounds right. Got stuck they, outside. <laughs> yeah, they, it was great. <laughs> they never worked. They never, ever, ever worked. So the poor rocket rods were just kind of thrown to the side. Mm-hmm. And nothing's been done with them since. I like, wish they would do something with that. No, and you know what's such bullshit? We put in a whole fucking Star Wars land. Pardon my colorful language. This just makes me angry. There is now a whole Star Wars land. We spent all that money putting in Galaxy's Edge, and you can't tell me that we can't fix the goddamn rocket rods? <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. That's so great. But anyway, end, end rant about the rocket rods. Because, you know why I'm laughing so hard? It's because I was thinking, same exact thing like how much money you're gonna you're gonna pay stanley a bunch of money to buy marvel you're gonna pay george lucas four point some odd billion dollars to buy star wars you're gonna pay how many millions of dollars to put in a whole new land and you're not gonna billions of dollars to put in a new land and you're not gonna even fix the goddamn ride that's and, been there and also work. my ass still hurts on that horn <laughs> but the the and the reason why i bring this up the rocket rods used to be the people mover and right. i remember the people mover when i was a kid and i actually really liked the people mover because me it, too it went through all the rides in tomorrowland yeah and it was so freaking cool so there was a section of it called the speed tunnel and there yes. was there was a kid who was killed oh trying to jump between the two trains because there was a part where oh. the you would kept a Going through that tunnel, you would see another people mover train. Right. So this kid had, in his infinite wisdom, decided to try to jump from one people mover car to the other. And he ended up missing. And he got dragged by another car all the way along the track until the ride came to a stop and he was killed. Ugh. But I bring this up because this little boy also haunts that same building. Of course. Yep. Wow. I actually um, heard recently that they had opened that up for like a special dining package to watch the fireworks from up there. Um, A couple of my um, friends did it because they took a picture. I was like, where the heck are you guys sitting? They're like, oh, we're sitting where the people mover used to be. I'm like, "Um, when did that open up as a dining area? I was not aware. Mm -hmm. And now they don't do it anymore. 
Of course. Because I heard actually, I mean, they didn't tell me this, but I, I saw in other forums that they did, people heard weird noises and it wasn't the fireworks. <laughs> there was, well, it's like the, um, the, the artist formerly known as the Dream Suite that's oh. above Pirates of the Caribbean where you yep. could, they, at the turn of the millennium-ish there were all these different contests where you could win a night in the dream suite and blah, blah, blah. But now it's like a really, 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 really nice and expensive restaurant. Yep. Uh, more so than Club 33. And last, one of the last times we were there, we asked one of the cast members about it. And she said, oh, yeah, you have to you have to pay to get into it. And I said, well, how much? And she said $25,000. Yeah, I believe it. I like, believe I'm it. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> well, recently the Kardashians were in there. So, you know. It's, so it's contaminated it's a- now <laughs> by the Kardashians. That's the other coronavirus. The other virus. <laughs> Trash TV. Sorry. I wanted to stay in there. Now I've I've lost. Now um, I'll need a medical grade cleaner. <laughs> Hazmat suit. And- yeah. Jesus. Well, some um, other ghosts. There is a ghost named George that haunts the Pirates of Caribbean ride in Walt Disney World. What's up, George? Uh. <laughs> um, there are um, some cl- conflicting versions of what happened to him. Um, there, you know, things that allegedly happen um, if you do or don't do certain things while riding this ride um, and so forth. But um, it said uh, when the Florida version of Pirates of the Caribbean uh, was under construction, a welder named George was killed in an accident. Uh, exactly. What that accident was varies depending on who you talk to. <laughs> um, according to some, he was crushed by a falling uh, beam. Ouch. Yeah, while according to others, he fell from the, the burning city portion of the ride and died as a result. Um, even then, the, the, the ride has allegedly been plagued by strange occurrences whenever George is disrespected. Ooh. Yeah, don't disrespect George. um but pretty much all they're they're saying that george he just wants respect so um he said to um stop the ride whenever someone says i don't believe in george oh no why why would you go i mean i kind of like getting is this is this like is this like one of this like oh we're gonna play this like urban legend game on Pirates of the Caribbean. Instead of Bloody it's, Mary, it's I don't believe in George. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, to those who have, as long as you're not claustrophobic, because I can imagine that if you're claustrophobic, and yeah. it also depends where you get stuck on rides, I'm sure this, and for how long this would be really traumatic, but I actually like getting stuck on Disneyland rides. Except for yeah. Small World. If I were to get stuck on Small World, oh, I would probably... Oh, please don't get probably, me stuck on that ride. <laughs> no, I would probably just drown myself in the little two-foot river. Well, and but... They're saying this is, they don't really know if this ghost true, truly exists, but cast members, um, you know, who are in charge of opening the ride for the day or closing it, you know, they'll say um, good morning or good night to George at the appropriate times to keep him appeased. So as long as you do that, like he's, I guess, apparently happy, but yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) but no one really knows what you know exactly happened um real bones were once used as props on the california version um of the ride i mean i'm I'm sure everybody's seen that i mean they already look realistic enough 
But, I mean, listeners out there, do you know which one it is? Do you know, Sarah? For which one was the real? one? In, yeah. Uh, in the California version, not Florida. Because I'm going to honestly say I haven't been in a really long time, so I don't remember. Well, I think I thought that a lot of the bones on on pirates are but real. i know there was the one main one which one and that was the one where it's the um the pirate laying in the bed i feel like i knew that supposedly it's that one but they said that they changed it so it's not a real skull anymore but disney himself like went to like a medical school oh yeah they, most of the yeah when the imagineers were building that ride um the fake bones that they had put on the ride mm-hmm. did not look realistic enough. So they, the Imagineers actually went to the UCLA medical center yep. and they replaced the fake ones with real skeletons. <laughs> Somebody's loved one is on that ride. Mm-hmm. So also super haunted because there's real, there's real bones on that real ride. remains there. Word on the street is though. Now they've been replaced with fake bones. I don't know if I, believe that or not i don't know either but because it looks exactly the same to me mm-hmm. i mean the only thing that i saw that changed is jack sparrow popping up everywhere which is annoying <laughs> and then also them changing the redhead i was pissed about that i was also kind of upset i get it i don't i mean but here's the thing why are we trying to change history you guys didn't want us to change history <laughs> for splash mountain but we can change history and pirates and the, <laughs> come on but also it's it's they're they're changing you're you're putting a value on different types of vices mm-hmm. because there's drunken pirates all over the back half of the ride when the yep. city's burning she's she's talking about rum and there's two drunk pirates up there now so it's like guys can you just can, come on yeah come on it's whatever i'm, I'm not gonna go down yeah there anyway all. yeah but anyway real bones on pirates yay and look out for george don't disrespect mm-hmm. him yep <laughs> and there's another one that's been spotted in, and this one actually is at the at Space Mountain in Disneyland, California. So this one's called Mr. One Way. Ah. So this one, same thing. It's kind of kind of an urban legend, but also has some slight truth to it. So there's some variations amongst the stories that you'll hear. But the one thing that most versions will agree upon is that he haunts Disneyland, Space Mountain, California. Now that ride's going so fast. I've never seen a ghost. No, except when they change it to Ghost Galaxy. Oh, then that's I've seen right. A ghost. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Duh. Um, so <laughs> Which some, is my favorite. I do like. Ghost I feel Galaxy. like they need to just leave it that way. Same here. I mean, it just makes it a little different. But anyway, continue. I, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> so some accounts describe Mister One Way as a light red-haired man with a red face. So I don't know how it's pitch fucking black in that ride right that's what i'm saying like how do, how did you see the ghost yeah. because you're going so damn fast yeah. so mr one way is this red-haired man with a red face and others say that he's a kid dressed in 70s era clothing the stories say that he tends to hang out in the queue which oh, okay. is still pretty dark um although whenever whether or not he kind of talks to people while he's waiting depends on who you ask the red-haired man doesn't that people have seen but the mm. red-headed boy 
in 70s era clothing does. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, according to some of the footage that people have found, though Mr. One-Way doesn't, uh, doesn't wait in the queue, he appears only on the, in the actual ride cars. And he approaches, oh. he approaches them from the opposite side of the waiting area where you're supposed to exit the ride. And he sits down in the empty seats that he can find. And it's said that he disappears oh. when you hit the final tunnel at the end of the ride. Oh, so you don't get to see him in the picture? That sucks. I know. And <laughs> apparently there's also a second ghost dubbed Disco Debbie. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's said to haunt Space Mountain as well. And apparently Disco Debbie glows in the dark. I feel like that should be my next Halloween costume. Yeah, I, you should totally be glow in the dark Disco Debbie. Uh, just just the name. Yep. I mean, that's... <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, well, apparently there's also a monorail ghost. I haven't been on the monorail in a really long time. I, I remember when this, well, I don't remember when this happened because I wasn't alive. I was a zygote, but I do remember reading about, oh, like hearing this, about oh, okay. this particular one. This one I didn't hear until obviously reading it now, but um, yeah, the, uh, this is the story. It's kind of in common with uh, Dolly and Debbie Stone that we just talked about. Um this story um, actually it stems from a real incident. So in 1966, a 19-year-old named Thomas Guy Cleveland tried to sneak into Disneyland in Anaheim, um, out here, uh, by scaling the park's outer fence and climbing along the monorail track. He was struck and killed by an oncoming tram. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I do not want to be hit by that. Yeah, he was trying to break in on a grad night, apparently. Oh, man. Just buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway but um it said that his uh figure can sometimes be spotted prowling around the monorail track um he apparently only appears at night and he vanishes whenever a tram comes so consider this a cautionary tale mm-hmm. please don't scale the park's outer fence mm-hmm. and don't climb on the monorail track mm-hmm. because a monorail will hit you i don't think it will stop I mean, hopefully it's up. I don't know. Well, and one of the things that we're going to talk about is um, after we go through the last couple of ghosts, we're going to talk about a few of the incidents that have occurred in some of the various parks. The monorails are dangerous as fuck. Yeah, they are. (laughs) So many monorail accidents. (laughs) Even and the only incidents that we're going to talk about are deaths specifically. Mm -hmm. But if you can totally go down the rabbit hole of accidents at all of the parks, I mean, primarily it's been Florida, but there have also been accidents in uh, California and as well as Disneyland Paris. And it's been things like trains catching on fire, train oh collisions. Gosh. Yeah. And people wow. having to, you know, kick the glass out to try to get off the rides. And this is why I'm on foot. <laughs> I Truthfully, I could not tell you the last time I rode the monorail. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I haven't ridden the monorail in such a long time. We would occasionally, when, when we had annual passes, we mm-hmm. would usually go down... Because we're nighttime Disney people. We're not morning because I cannot deal with the heat. I don't know how you do it. I cannot deal with that heat. Honestly, I don't know how I do it either. It's terrible. Lots of water. Yes. I don't know. (laughs) So we're we're nighttime Disney people. We would go down, try to get there by noon. We would go have lunch somewhere in downtown Disney. And then, you know, after an hour and a half or so, we would then go into the park. And we would sometimes take the monorail to just drop you into Tomorrowland. Mm -hmm. But that was really the only time I ever rode the monorail. Um, But yeah. 
The Oof. monorails are dangerous. Yeah. And there are also several ghosts that haunt the shops throughout the park. Oh, I didn't know so, this. Yep. Many of the stores are supposedly haunted. So the fourth floor stockroom of the Star Trader, that's the one in California that's at the exit of Star Tours in Tomorrowland, supposedly has cold spots and a really creepy feeling to it. There are also stories of the merchandise being rearranged on the shelves after the shop is locked up for the night when nobody's around. Huh. Yep. And the Hatmosphere, which is in Tomorrowland, it's that booth that's between the Autopia and the... Oh. You know where I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And there's a bathroom right by there. Mm-hmm. So supposedly the sewing machine that they use to embroider names on the hats never gets warm even after being used all day long and someone saw a face on it oh so lovely yep one this one's this one's actually pretty funny one of the ice cream carts is supposedly haunted people have reported hearing a woman's voice around it even though there's no woman around She's probably telling you, don't eat that ice cream. Don't eat it. You don't need that. Your butt won't thank you later. (laughs) (laughs) For you lactose people. Yep. (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) And on Main Street, there have been sightings of a lady in white. She appears around Uh most of the stores on Main Street, and she is dressed in clothing from the turn of the 20th century really? and yep and legend says that she died on the property in the early 1900s but she never moved on oh so this is like she's just hanging out while they're building disneyland yep but i know huh. that uh there's there have been also other sightings of her mm-hmm. and i feel like this is a pretty common anywhere that you go i'm sure that is supposedly haunted has a lady in white yes. haunting of some sort. Yeah. So uh, supposedly she's pretty benevolent and the most prevalent story that's associated with her uh, is that she guides lost children to guest services to be reunited with oh, their that's parents. Nice of her. Yeah. Oh, that's good. At least she's getting all the lost children to their parents. Mm-hmm. But also watch your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, there's also, um, been some ghosts seen on It's a Small World. No wonder, because there's a lot of dolls in there. I'm just... (laughs) Never trust your dolls. (laughs) Sorry. My mom has a really big doll collection. Oh, when we moved into that house? (laughs) There's so many, and... uh, Okay, like, some of them are cool, but then she has some, I feel like are gonna come to life and kill me in my sleep but friend i'm staying out of your garage because there were so <laughs> many creepy dolls in oh that they're garage. they're they're locked away in cabinets now oh they're so scary i mean they're all mostly in her room now oh, so God. really if anything just stay out of her room <laughs> Done. she has this one that she actually sat in front of on the uh end table that pretty much if you opened the front door you would see them like mom you're gonna scare people Uh, away yep (laughs) because even at night i thought she was like moving 
I mean, her hair was all crazy. I mean, I, it, I I love you, but if you've got dolls all over your house now, you can come over here. I ain't going over there. <laughs> they're they're mostly in her room, and then the other ones are in a locked case, oh, like Annabelle. God. Oh god. <laughs> that I had a priest come over and bless. Oh, do not open that door <laughs> under any circumstances. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. I I didn't get a priest, but I probably should have. Um, but anyway. <laughs> So, um, for It's a Small World, um, uh, the story is that several cast members who worked on It's a Small World loved the ride so much that they came back to reside there after they died. I don't love the ride that much. How could anybody <laughs> love that ride that much? I mean, just, just they want to stay there and reason. sing It's a Small World, like, all day. Oh, I guess. Oh, God. Well, the legend is that the lights will turn on and off and that the dolls will keep on dancing and singing after hours when the electricity has been turned off. See? It's it's the dolls. It's mm. creepy. Dolls are always creepy. <laughs> um, here's uh, a, a worker's uh, recollection of uh, a, her experience. Uh, worked on the ride for six years. It was the very first ride I learned uh, way back in 1989. I remember having fun on my breaks, walking through the ride. I walked uh, behind the seats, under the seats, and even through the wall in the middle of the attraction. Yep, there's a door that goes from the um, Antarctic region at the beginning of the ride to the final scene at the end. It was a bit creepy in the darker portions, but not, not too bad. So, I mean... Creepy. But again, dolls. <laughs> it's already creepy by itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Um, I mean, that. I think that just goes without saying. <laughs> yep. And jumping back over to Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland, California, there is supposedly a boy ghost who's seen on the video monitors. So I don't know if this is the same little boy that haunts the haunted mansion that's been seen in both places, mm. but there is another ghost boy who's been seen on some of the video monitors. He's usually seen in the control tower caught on cameras. Oh, creepy. He always seems to be enjoying himself, but when a boat comes back to the station, the boat is empty. That's creepy. Uh-huh. That's real creepy. And I know you talked about Walt already, um, but it's also said that apparently his ghost can sometimes yep. haunt the gallery above pirates. Yes. So that is this the same gallery that we were talking about where the Kartrashians were most recently. <laughs> and he sometimes haunts that vicinity. It was supposed to initially be his personal apartment before the one on Main Street, because apparently that one was a little small. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, that's good. I mean, and then he's just going across and crossing the uh, River River America over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, speaking of ghosts in River America, also, the lady in white is back. And she's, you know, also one of the the ghosts that are, you know, kind of around the River America. But anyway, so um, the story goes that two boys stayed in the park after hours and decided to uh, take a swim in that pond. This is true. This absolutely mm-hmm. happened. Um, in the pond that separates the... Um, Tom Sawyer's Island from the main park. The older boy drowned during the late night swim, and since then, many have claimed to see unexplained ripples and splashing in the water at night. 
Dang. So not much the lady in white, but the boy in white. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Way creepy. <laughs> Too many ghosts hanging out in that water. I'm not getting in those canoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> well, and we'll just highlight a couple of the incidents that have occurred in parks around the world. We couldn't find... Because we did a lot of research trying to find ghosts in all parks because mm-hmm. we know that we have listeners in all parts of the world. So we wanted to try to represent each park to the best of our ability. Yes. However, there were no ghosts listed and actually no incidents listed for Disneyland Tokyo, Disneyland Hong Kong, or Disneyland Shanghai. I think they're hiding something. They are probably hiding something. If we have any listeners in either of those locations, please email us. We'd like to know if there's any stories that you've heard that you can share with us. Absolutely. But Disneyland Paris, who hasn't been open as long as... Obviously, the um, Disneyland California, and then obviously also as long as Disney Resort in Orlando, Walt Disney World. But Disneyland Paris has actually had a few deaths. Oh, boy. Yep. So one of them being on It's a Small World. And on October 6, 2010, a 53-year-old cast member subcontracted to Disney became trapped underneath a boat on Small World when the ride was inadvertently switched on while it was being cleaned. man was taken to a hospital where he later died. Oh, that's sad. I know, super sad. And also, it wouldn't be Phantom Manor without ghosts and i really 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 want to go to disneyland paris so that i can ride phantom manor because at one point they had vincent price doing the narration for it is it is he still doing it i've read that they've switched it off and on why would you do that i know it's so sad i know but on april 2nd 2016 the body of a 45 year old cast member was found in phantom manor oh this is recent yep super recent he had been working on lighting backstage, and his death is understood to have been accidental due to electrocution. Oh. Yeah. Very sad. Wow. The Rock and Roller Roller Coaster. On June 26, 2007, there was a 14-year-old female guest from Spain who lost consciousness while riding it and died. Oh. Uh, paramedics attempted to revive her, but she was dead before the ambulance arrived. Oh. Gosh. And it's important to note that a ride inspection showed that there were no mechanical problems. So I'm assuming that this was some sort of a pre-existing condition. Oh, no. I know. Super sad. And then at the Newport Bay Club. So I'm pretty sure this is one of the uh, hotels that's over in that area. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it, on September 9th of 2015, a 44-year-old male construction worker fell from scaffolding during the renovation and uh, due to one of the uh, support rails giving way and they attempted to revive him but he died 40 minutes after the incident oh it's so sad that's so sad then all these deaths were happening Mm -hmm. (laughs) well Well, then we get to florida oh yeah i was just gonna say (laughs) florida we couldn't find as many ghosts but man well yeah let's get into you want to start off with the buses sure so on april 1st go figure (laughs) 
<laughs> on April Aww. Fool's Day um, in 2010, a nine-year-old boy was crushed to death by a Disney transportation bus at Disney Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground while he was riding his bicycle with an 11-year-old girl. Ghoul. Goyle. She's a ghoul. She's a goyle. She's a goyle. I don't know what she is anyway. Sorry. <laughs> um, a report from the Florida Highway Patrol says that the victim... Vic- I cannot talk today. <laughs> Sorry. That the victim appeared to turn his bike into the road and ran into the side of the bus. Uh, <clears throat> being dragged under the bus right... The, the bus's right rear tire. Oh, gosh. That's an Uh, awful way to go. Yeah, the victim was pronounced dead at the scene. A preliminary report stated that the bus driver, who has 30 years experience with Disney, was not impaired or driving recklessly, and that charges probably would not be filed pending a full investigation of the incident. Um, In October 2010, Disney World was sued for $15,106 by the boy's mother. Uh, Disney settled out of court in uh, 2012 uh, with the boy's mother. It's always interesting to see Hmm. what these accidental death settlements come out to because it's... That's a lot. $15,000 for a a life? Oh, 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 well, I mean... You know what? Yeah, it needs to be more. Yeah. And and I understand it depends on who's at fault and there's, mm-hmm. you know, what direction the wind was blowing and all that garbage. Yeah. But it's just always interesting to me to see how these, the settlements hmm. vary depending on who the person is and who was at fault and all that other business. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they probably have really good um, <laughs> lawyers too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But on um, December 26, 2010, a, a 69-year-old man uh, died after stepping in front of a moving Disney transportation bus in the parking lot of Disney's Port Orleans Resort. Oof. Yikes. That's rough. Gosh. There's so many. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about um, the monorail. Oh my gosh. So again, this is this was the death that I found, but this was not not all of the acts the different accidents and incidents that have occurred. So on July 5th, 2009, during a failed track switchover from the Epcot line onto the Magic Kingdom Express line, oh boy. Monorail Pink backed into Monorail Purple at the Transportation and Ticket Center station, which killed the 21-year-old Monorail Purple pilot. Why is it got to be pink? <laughs> Because it's probably painted pink. Oh, okay. I think. Oh, I don't know. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then also one employee and six guests who were also on the trains were treated at the scene and then released. So OSHA and park officials inspected the monorail line and the monorail reopened the next day on July 6th. That was fast. Yep. After new sensors and operating procedures were put in place. That's a day. 24 hours later, you're telling me that you put in new sensors and and new procedures. There's no way they finished that in 24 hours. No, I... I worked for, at one point in my life, I worked for a very long time for a large retail corporation. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, you don't get shit done in 24 hours. Well, that's what I'm saying. How did they fix that? I mean, I don't know. Well, it, like, I, I understand getting the new sensors put in, but mm-hmm. as far as operating procedures and training people, hmm, that's a lot harder. Yeah. 
So an investigation by the NTSB, or for for those that are not familiar, the National Transportation Safety Board, uh, showed no mechanical problems with the trains or the track, but did find that the track used in the switchover was not in its proper place for the track transition. So the NTSB also noted that the Purple Pilot attempted to reverse the train when he saw that there was going to be a collision. So Disney placed three monorail employees on admin leave as a result of the incident. And then two years later, more than two years later, on, a, on Halloween 2011, <laughs> the NTSB issued their findings on the incident, citing that the probable cause for the as the shop panel operator's failure to properly align the switch beam before the monorail train was directed to reverse through it. And then as a result of this, cab riding for guests was discontinued. So I kind of wonder hmm. if that poor kid who was driving monorail purple and he backed up when he saw that the the pink train was coming at him. Yeah. I wonder if that potentially prevented further injuries or more serious injuries for the other riders on the track Oof. or on the train. Gosh. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, well, let's get into Disney's Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. One park that I really like to visit, but also really scared. Yep. (laughs) Because animals. Yep. And they do what they want to do. Yep. So (laughs) that's one thing. Anyway. they have teeth. Exactly. Well, I mean, well, I guess majority of them there. I'm trying to think if there's any non, I mean, any non-violent animals there, but probably not. Bunnies. Even if they're nonviolent, they still got teeth, which that's means true. I don't touch them. <laughs> that's true. Never mind. <laughs> I don't touch anything with teeth like, that's not one of my animals. Sorry, Mr. Disney, do you have any nice animals there? <laughs> <laughs> For this one over here with the pink and glitter and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, on uh, January 28th, 2016, an Orlando area attorney um, announced that he had been uh, retained by a family involved in a biting incident at the park. I knew it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, According to the attorney, um, in October 2014, a snake fell. I repeat. (laughs) (laughs) A snake fell out of a tree onto a group of guests in a public area of the theme park. Great. Okay, now I don't want to go. Again, I say there's things in that park that Now I don't want to go. (laughs) The animal bit an eight-year-old boy that that it landed on, causing the boy's grandmother to suffer cardiac arrest, cardiac arrest, excuse me, and die two days later. Jeez. (laughs) It's not funny. I'm not, I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm sorry. But it's, it's not funny. I think it's just the snake fell out of the tree. Well, but that's it, also not it, funny. It, but it's it, it, the whole thing's it's I feel bad. And let me clarify because I feel like Claire in that episode of Modern Family where the neighbor dies and she can't help but laugh about it. Oh. It's it's it almost sounds like a cartoon where yeah. a snake falls on someone and it triggers someone else to have a heart attack. So that's why it's Oh but here we go. Uh the attorney claimed that the snake had escaped from the park's facilities, but Disney officials, while acknowledging the biting incident, stated that the snake was not part of their collection and was wild. It's also Florida. There's lots of snakes in Florida. Yeah, and, and they also feel like I mean, if they're just gonna let snakes run wild, are the alligators and crocodiles running wild too? Well, do you remember that that alligator <laughs> oh, the, that yes, killed that little boy? And that's that was right. just a couple years ago. That's right. I almost forgot about that. 
Ugh. I know we have a couple of listeners in Florida. Sorry, Florida. There's lots of scary things in your state. Oof, gosh. And that's not even the scary people. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they further stated that the snake involved was non-venomous and that a park nurse treated the bite with an adhesive bandage. Okay, wait, sorry. <laughs> right? It just gets better. <laughs> Here, here's a band-aid bye <laughs> i know a snake bit you but here okay thanks um and then it says the family continued uh their visit afterwards oh man grandma had a heart attack and died you got bit by a snake let's go ride expedition everest <laughs> here's a band-aid oh, I like that was it uh-huh like maybe a hotel stay uh some Free passes? Free snacks? Uh, Dole whips? Yeah. (laughs) Do they have Dole whip in Florida? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't been. Probably. But I mean, that's it? Mm -hmm. You get a band-aid. It's like they just patted him on the head like, okay, good boy. Bye. Okay, thanks. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) jeez. That's still terrifying. Mm -hmm. Even if it was Mm non-venomous. Anyway, but uh, another incident um, on August 15th, 2018, uh, a 61-year-old worker died in an industrial accident near the park and the uh, Coronado Springs Resort. I've always wanted to stay there. I just wanted to point that out, but maybe not now. (laughs) But um, He was standing on a grate until he slipped and fell into a vat of grease. Yeah. Lovely. It's a terrible way to go. Yeah. Another employee tried to rescue him by pulling him out, but he was unsuccessful and the man was pronounced dead at the scene. Yikes. Oh, boy. Well, let's Florida. Talk, yeah. Well, and, and this isn't even... So when I was doing all my research for this, this isn't even all of them. Oh. This is just the highlights. Wow. <laughs> Florida. Yeah, there's a lot more. We got some work to do. We would need, we would need a lot longer podcast episode to talk about all of them <laughs> what was that lucy you got some explaining, you want some to explaining. Do. <laughs> so uh expedition everest the legend of the forbidden mountain which i really want to ride this actually it yes. looks super fun uh so on december 18 2007 a 44 year old man from navari florida lost consciousness while riding the roller coaster oh yeah he was given cpr on the rides loading platform what where he was later pronounced dead at the hospital and an autopsy performed by Orange County, Florida, not California. Orange County, Florida Medical Examiner's Office concluded that the victim died of dilated cardiomyopathy and that Ooh. the death was considered natural. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. Mm-hmm. Well, and then another ride, uh, the, the primeval whirl, is that... the. I've never heard of that one. That sounds, I mean, interesting. Anyway, um, on March 13th, 2011, a 52-year-old employee sustained head injuries while working on the ride and was airlifted to a local hospital where he later died. Uh, The ride was undergoing maintenance and was closed to the public at the time of the incident. Creepy. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then... Bouncing over to uh, Disneyland, California. So we talked about some of the deaths with cast members and such, but there's a couple of big ones that we should also mention. Uh, the first of which being Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
And this just happened, well, I say not that long ago, but then I look at the year and it's 2003. So apparently it was that long ago. Um, on So on September 5th, 2003, there was a 22-year-old man who died after suffering severe blunt force trauma and extensive internal bleeding in a derailment of the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad roller coaster that also injured oh. 10 other riders. The, wow. Yeah, do you remember this? It was, when I, they, it was when they were going through... It's right when the ride takes off. Well, okay. okay, not when the ride takes off. So you go over that... When the ride takes off, you go over that first hill and then when you go and the little possum tails are swinging around and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and you go into that first cave and you're in the dark yes okay that's where the derailment happens yep and so the cause of the accident was determined to be uh, improper maintenance and investigation reports and discovery by the victim's attorney confirmed the fatal injuries occurred when the first passenger car collided with the underside of the locomotive. And it was the wow. result of mechanical failure that had occurred because of omissions during the maintenance procedure, to be exact. Fasteners on the left side upstop guide wheel on the floating axle of the locomotive were not lightened and secured. Or t- I'm sorry. Were not tightened and secured in accordance with specifications. So as the train entered that tunnel, the axle came loose and jammed against a brake section, causing the locomotive to become airborne, hitting the ceiling of the tunnel. And then it fell on top of the first passenger car, crushing the victim. Oh my gosh. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Some crazy stuff happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, um, there's another one that uh, happened on the Columbia. This one is super interesting. Well, okay, that's terrible. I'm not going to say it's interesting, but I have a fun story about this one. Okay. A kid that worked for me mm-hmm. when I worked in at my prior employer was working at Disneyland while he was going to, while he was attending UCI. Oh, okay. And he actually was there that day. He was one of the janitors. That goes oh. around sweeping stuff up. Okay. He was working there the day this happened, and oh. he actually had to help clean up. <gasps> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Tell it for you. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. On December 24th, 1998, a heavy metal cleat, I want to say that's how you pronounce it, uh, fastened to the hull of the sailing ship Columbia. It tore loose, striking one 30-year-old employee and two park guests. Uh, One of the guests, a 33-year-old man, died of a head injury at UCI Medical Center two days later. Uh, The normal tie line, uh, (laughs) an elastic hemp rope designed to break easy, was improperly uh, replaced for financial reasons by an elastic nylon rope that stretched and tore the cleat from the ship's wooden hull. Uh, Disney received much criticism for this incident as a result of its uh, alleged policy of restricting outside medical personnel in the park to avoid frightening visitors. Oh, that that's really sad. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. <laughs> um, as well as for the fact that the employee in the employee in charge of the ship at the time had not been trained in its operation. That's also great. Mm -hmm. Um, After this incident, uh, Disney reinstated lead foreman on most rides and the Anaheim police department placed officers in the park uh, to speed response. Uh, This accident resulted in the first guest death on a Disneyland ride that was not 
um, at, <laughs> um, at, I can't even say that word. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, it wasn't of any negligence on the part of the, the guest. Um, California's Division of Occupational Safety and Health investigated the incident and found a fault with the training of the park employee who placed the docking line on the cleat. The cleat was not designed to help break the ship and the employee should have been trained to recognize when the ship was approaching too fast. Um, ride procedures called for the ship's captain to reverse the ship if it overshot the dock and reapproached the dock at the correct speed, uh, Disney was fine. Uh, Twelve thousand five hundred by Cal OSHA, and settled a lawsuit brought by the victims' uh, survivors for an estimated twenty-five million. Mm-hmm. Woo. Yep. That that sounds crazy. So when you think about the the little boy that was hit by or dragged underneath the bus mm-hmm. for fifteen thousand. Yeah. And then you think about the guy that got hit by the Columbia cleat for 25 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now I see what you mean. Yeah. Now I'm like, how, mm-hmm. how, how did we, how did we get here? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. And wow, that's crazy. So there have been, and, and we've only scratched the surface, um, <laughs> but there are, there are many, 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 many uh, other deaths at both Disneyland, California and the and Walt Disney World in Florida. So we encourage you all to check it out. And there's actually a book. I don't know if you can still get it, but um, it's called Waiting in Line to Die, or, or I think the full title is Death at Disneyland, <laughs> Waiting in Line to Die. That's the best title. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. If you can pick up a copy or find a copy, I suggested it's worth a read. It came out a while ago though, so it's probably not super current. But there's lots of uh, lots of good and interesting uh macabre things that have happened at the park yeah mm-hmm. gosh that's so crazy there's so many yes so go, many. go down the rabbit hole with us yep <laughs> and like i said if you've heard any other stories and you'd like to share with us please email us at the squad ghouls at gmail.com we want to hear from you yeah and also please give us suggestions is there something that you would like to hear us talk about got a couple of topics or books or movies that you want us to you know talk about please email us and if you have spooky stories that uh you've encountered whether they be at disneyland or from paranormal games you've played or any other fun hauntings definitely share them with us email them to us facebook message them we're usually pretty responsive yes usually we try yes and don't forget to uh like and subscribe to us on all the podcast platforms on instagram and facebook we'd love for you to um you know like i said give rate us and give us your comments absolutely thanks everybody creep it real and we'll scare you later goodbye bye